0: Hey, I'm Dorothy from Redlands, California.
1: Hey, I'm Jared from Minneapolis. Hey, this is Robert from Washington, D.C.
0: The Sound of Young America is produced independently and supported by listeners like you and me.
1: You should support the show like I did. Visit MaximumFun.org slash donate. Do it.
2: I'm Jesse Thorne. Live on tape from my house in Los Angeles, it's The Sound of Young America from MaximumFun.org and PRI, Public Radio International. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 2011 Sound of Young America Comedy Spectacular. Every year we get our heads together here at MaximumFun.org World Headquarters and talk about what our favorite comedy releases were in the past 365 days or so. We've got all kinds of brilliant comedians coming your way in this hour. Mark Marin, Pat Oswalt, Tig Notaro, Mike Birbiglia. But before we get to all of those, let's kick things off. With Wyatt Cenac, he's a correspondent on The Daily Show. And, uh, you know, he doesn't love television, but if he's sick of one thing, it's those people who hate television. Or at least talk about how they hate television.
3: I think part of the reason I get so annoyed by people who hate television is because I have a neighbor who is one of these TV-hating people. She hates television, and she's really snotty about it. Like, really snotty about it to the point where she'll come over to my place, and she'll hang out. And then, if the TV's on, she'll roll her eyes, go back to her apartment, crochet herself a bird bath. And then, to add insult to injury, she'll jack up her stereo and start blasting NPR through the walls. Now, there are certain things that you can blast through a stereo. You can blast hip-hop, you can blast heavy metal. You can't blast all things considered and just think I'm gonna be like, oh shit, are they talking about that new Michael Chabon book? That's my jam. Turn it up. I wanna hear what they have to say about his perceptive use of metaphors. I don't even own a car, but I love when the car talk guys talk about leaf spring suspensions. But that's what my neighbor does. She's really, really snooty about the fact that she hates TV. She's also really, really attractive. And I've never had an attractive neighbor before, never had. Normally my neighbors tend to be old people or what seems like an army of parentless children. I just assume they were like whisked away in the middle of the night by Peter Pan. And then somewhere along the way to Never Never Land, he got sick of them and dropped them off in a studio apartment in a Dominican neighborhood. (laughs) But now, I have an attractive neighbor. And I've watched enough television that I know what's supposed to happen. (laughs) Like, I know... That we're supposed to hang out, like go to the local coffee shop, complain about our relationship problems. Our friends are like you two should get together. We're like, no, we shouldn't, should we? <laughs> Maybe we both get jobs at the chocolate factory and the conveyor belt's moving too fast. Yes. <laughs> we have to start jamming chocolate down our mouth and down shirts. You know? <laughs> the holidays come. We're both snowed in, can't go home for the holidays. Power goes out, we're forced to hold each other for warmth. Next thing you know, we're making out. By sweeps, she's moved into my place, we've turned her place into a detective agency. (laughs) That's what's supposed to happen, but she doesn't know that because she doesn't watch TV. Recently, I was in my apartment. I was hanging out with a friend of mine. We were riding up and down the elevator. It's, <laughs> it's what we do. We're adults. We can do that. <laughs> but we were hanging out and we were talking about the show Top Chef. I like the show, it's a fun show. <laughs> my very attractive TV hating neighbor happens to get on the elevator with us with her laundry. And we're just talking and she overhears us and she starts screaming at me, shut up, shut up, don't ruin it. And I'm like, whoa, slow down. I'm not talking about a movie, talking about a TV show, don't worry. And they're not gonna turn it into a book. I mean, if they do, it's a cookbook and spoiler alert, the ending's delicious. She snaps at me and she's like, I know what Top Chef is. I love Top Chef. I watch it all the time on my laptop. You own a TV. And not just any TV. This little self-righteous jerk owns a super TV. Because she owns a TV that allows her to watch TV, play Scrabble, and poop at the same time. If I want to do that, I have to drag a trash can into the living room. <laughs> Chances are whoever I'm playing scrabble with doesn't really appreciate it.
2: Wyatt Cenac. You can catch him regularly on the Daily Show on Comedy Central and you can find him online at com. His album is called Comedy Person. We're running down some of our favorite comedy from 2011 on the Sound of Young America's comedy special. Our next comedian, Mark Marin, is a veteran of the alternative stand-up world. His podcast, WTF, has become one of the most popular in the world. It's even become a public radio show, which I am one of the producers of. So is Nick, the editor of this show. Um, Mark's an interesting guy. He's a little neurotic. He'll be the first one to tell you that, um, and the second and third one. Um, and he's also I don't know he's, he's kind of distractible
4: Spend a lot Of fucking time In my head I uh, was recently You know Walking in my house I have a very small house The two bedroom house With the garage out back Small house No one's in the house But me I'm walking Down the hallway From my dining room To my bedroom Small house Alone Short hallway Out loud In the hallway I said You're fucking ridiculous <laughs> No one in the house. <laughs> Two seconds later, I said, but you're no dummy. <laughs> no one, no one there. I stopped short of fist bumping the air because that would just be crazy. I have long conversations with my cats. I ask them questions they couldn't possibly answer. They can't answer any questions, or cats. It doesn't stop me from engaging them. Literally, I've had moments with Monkey, who is sitting in his place on the table, and I've looked him in the eye and said, I don't know what to do. Should I break up with her? I don't know what to do. And Monkey just sits there like a cat. And I say, what does that even mean? And wait, La Fonda has been on my stomach. <laughs> laugh out loud, don't laugh into the gloves, it's making a weird sound. <laughs> we're, we're, we're recording a CD, the laughter has to be somewhat level. And I think when you were laughing into your gloves, it made a very weird noise, I think freaked out a lot of people right up here, right it we sounded like... Woo, 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 woo. Like I thought you were making an animal noise in response to the cat, which was not the appropriate animal noise. And I struggled in that moment, which distracted me from the joke to understand the meaning of the vague animal-like noise you were making, because I thought perhaps there was something to mine there. And then when I put my hand over the light, you were just laughing in your gloves. There's no time for shame, man. Fonda on my stomach. Making muffins, doing that cat thing. It's cute, right? It's cute. It's what, it's what you want cats to do. In that moment, I said, are you saying I'm fucking fat? And threw the cat off of me. Now I worry about my cats which is really more embarrassing than having cats as a man (laughs) actively worrying about your cat like a monkey goes in and outside he goes outside and inside he's an indoor-outdoor cat I I love the cat but you know and look, honestly folks I I don't know if I've expressed this before clearly I'm not a cat guy okay I'm a my cat guy I don't give a fuck about your cats if I go to your house I'll pretend to out of politeness I'll, I'll be like "No," but secretly I'll be thinking what a sad fat ugly dumb cat you have lazy it's not even moving oh my god that cat is days away from hanging itself from its scratching post look at it just a pathetic hostage to your pain and needs trapped in an apartment my cat's an indoor outdoor cat it's a vital wild animal your cat can't even muster up the gumption to play with what's left of that fake mouse you got it it's pathetic you should put that cat down out of, you know, sympathy. Your cat is days away of dying from ennui. My cats are amazing. But I worry about him. You know, monkey goes inside and outside. He could get eaten by coyotes. He could. I have to live with that. Because I don't want to deny him that essential wild nature that he has in his heart. But I worry, I think, what like, if he gets eaten by coyotes? And then I rationalize, I say things to myself like, that's a pretty noble way to go out. <laughs> As an animal in a primal bloody struggle for survival with another beast. But I, I love monkey. <laughs> so that doesn't work. One time I was worrying about monkey and I actually said, Mark, there are, there are, there are parents that have children fighting in Afghanistan. And I thought that would be horrible to have a cat in Afghanistan. <laughs> in a poorly armored carrying case with no kitty flak jacket and an unending war with an unclear agenda. That would that would be horrible. I'd much rather you be eaten by coyotes with like God that doesn't exist intended.
2: Mark Marin from his comedy album, This Has to Be Funny. He also hosts WTF, which you can find at wtfpod.com or hopefully on your local public radio station. Next up on our best comedy of 2011 special here on The Sound of Young America, the great Tig Nataro. Tig's the kind of lady who's never afraid to take the dry and make it drier as she reveals on her album, Good One.
5: All my friends are having kids, and um, they also send out email updates. But I love getting those. Uh, What I can't stand is when they include the question Can you believe it? (laughs) Caitlin, starting kindergarten this year. Can you believe it? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, what is she, about five? <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, I can believe that. But like, if they were to contact me and say, Caitlin has never grown any bigger... <laughs> since the day she was born. Never spoken a word at all in her life. She's graduating from college today. Can you believe it? I'd be like, oh my God, no. I can't believe that. Send more photos. But can I believe that Caitlin is following the natural progression of life? Yeah, I can totally wrap my head around that. I did uh, some shows in Mexico, and uh, like everywhere I go, as soon as I check into my hotel room, I immediately hang the do not disturb sign on the door, or for the Spanish speaking, no moleste. (laughs) That was kind of a creepy feeling, (laughs) hanging that on my door before bed. No moleste. Not tonight. Try a couple doors down. And actually, after I did that joke one night in Omaha, this guy came up to me, and he said, just so you know, I'm a Spanish interpreter, and moleste means to annoy or bother. Yeah. I know no moleste (laughs) so he thought that I thought there were sexual predators running up and down the halls of the resort where I was staying and that all the management decided to do instead of springing for some security (laughs) was just to run down to the local Kinko's and run off some shoddy, low-rent signs that just said, no moleste. (laughs) So, like, you're in your room at night and someone's banging on the door trying to beat the door down and you're like, No moleste. And he's like, oh, sorry. Sign was turned the wrong way. Said see moleste. Okay, cool, could you just turn that around for me? Thanks, creepy. So that guy in Omaha just must have been dying to let me know. Just through my whole set, just dying to let me know that he was an idiot.
2: (laughs) Tig Notaro from her album, Good One. You can find her online at tignation.com. It's our best comedy of 2011 special. After a break, we'll have Casper Hauser, Mike Birbiglia, and Amy Schumer. Stick around. It's The Sound of Young America from MaximumFun.org and PRI. Public Radio International. Production of The Sound of Young America is supported in part by the menswear blog Put This On, presenting the Put This On Gentlemen's Association. Members receive a handmade pocket handkerchief in the mail every 60 days. More information at PutThisOn.com. And by Ask Metafilter. Thousands of life's little questions answered. Online at Ask.Metafilter.com. Starting in 2012, The Sound of Young America will become Bullseye. <laughs> The same great content, the same great signposts to what's good in popular culture, but now with a name that you're not embarrassed to say out loud. So, The Sound of Young America, Bullseye, starting in 2012. (music) MaximumFun.org is looking for a great spring intern. Come join our staff here on the east side of Los Angeles. Work hard on all of our shows, get deeply involved in our productions, and learn how independent media is made firsthand. You can get college credit if you're a student, but you don't have to. You can find more information at MaximumFun.org internships. That's MaximumFun.org internships. But now! our application deadline, is January 14th. Welcome back to The Sound of Young America. This week on this show, we're counting down some of our favorite comedy, both produced for this show and recorded on Compact Disc of 2011. Before we get to the rest of the show, let's go now
6: to the fake news from Casper Hauser. With your Casper Hauser news update, I'm Richard Chlorfenaramine. Angela Snashes has Legionnaire's disease. Our top story tonight we have important recall information for parents about a popular brand of crib. The Baby Sleeper 4 by Baby Snooze has been urgently recalled today by the manufacturer after numerous complaints by consumer groups who say that children can become stuck in the crib if they sleep in it past the age of 40. And if your dog is panting, it may be trying to tell you it's gay. Panting, say gay rights advocates, doesn't just mean that they're hot. Physically, they may be dying to get out on the dance floor. They also point out that some breeds, the Chihuahua in particular, have a coconut ass. And President Garfield may have been ambidextrous, according to a new book called Garfield? Ambidextrous? Huh? The author, Terry Collin, theorizes that Garfield, quote, "...just did too many things with that left hand to overlook this fascinating possibility." He says that Garfield even claimed to be ambidextrous. Garfield's living relatives confirm it, and so does Wikipedia. And here's an old-fashioned idea. An enterprising young man in Glen City thinks he has a convenient new way to deliver your furniture by Catapult. So far, the service is in the developmental stages. Founder and CEO Emil Kalimov says that every detail of the system has been worked out to perfection, except one, how not to destroy all the items in the house. Once we get that, he says, it'll be like printing money on a diaper. And students of the state university system will protest planned tuition hikes by going on hungry strike. They will not cease eating, they say, but they won't eat as much as they want until the regents reverse their decision. Student organizers say that unless their demands are fully met, they're even willing to die of old age. It is often said that the Eskimos have 20 different words for snow. Researchers say that while that is largely myth, that would be nothing compared to the recently studied Sama tribe. The group who reside in the Russian Arctic have over 400 different words for snow. Unfortunately, they have no words for anything else. And finally... The oldest building in the city, Central Cathedral, which was built in 1722, has been followed by rumors of paranormal activity for years. Tales and sightings of a ghostly hound or of a crying woman in a black veil have been passed on from generation to generation. But now there may be a simple explanation for all that. The dog could have killed the woman hundreds of years ago. With your Casper Hauser News Update, I'm Richard Chlorfenarameen. Good night. The news from the Casper Hauser Comedy Group. You can find them online at
2: casperhauser.com, kasperhause com. You can find their free podcast on our website, MaximumFun.org, and their books in bookstores. Our next comedian, Mike Berbiglia has become something of a public radio favorite through his work on This American Life. In fact, uh, This American Life's host, Ira Glass, is one of the producers of the feature film version of Mike's one-man show, Sleepwalk With Me, uh, which is also the name of his CD. It wasn't Ira, though, who got Mike started in the storytelling business. Let's go to the stage and Mike Burbiglia.
7: I was always discouraged from telling personal stories growing up. I always heard the phrase, don't tell anyone. But not about creepy things. I don't want to lead you down the wrong path. Uh, my dad wasn't the dentist or whatever. It was it would be sort of about insignificant things like I wouldn't make the soccer team my father would be like don't tell anyone I was like they're gonna know when they show up to the games and I'm not on the team and I'm crying one time I confronted my dad about this which is tough with my dad because he's a very serious guy he's a a doctor He's he's a neurologist actually no he's he always sits in this one armchair in our, in our house and, and reads these thick books. My dad goes through war novels like I go through boxes of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> Quickly, and, uh, uh, aggressively, and passionately. And, uh, and he, he's just the kind of guy who knows stuff which is intimidating for someone like me who knows nothing. Because my fear when speaking with someone who knows stuff is that it will reveal and accentuate that I know nothing. And obviously, I don't know nothing. You know, no one knows nothing. It's just the levels of things we know are very different. You know, my dad knows about the hemispheres of the brain. And I know that if I spill Diet Coke on my laptop, it probably won't start again, you know? (laughs) And that's why my dad was so disappointed that I became a comedian. You know, He worked his whole life to send me to college so I would learn stuff. And I didn't. And I got a job making fun of him in front of strangers. So that whole plan kind of backfired. But one time I built up the courage to ask him, I say, hey, how, how come you play everything so close to the vest and my father says the more people know about you, the more they can use it against you which really sent shivers down my spine, it has that kind of open ended fear to it, you know that feeling you have when you're driving and you see a cop and you're not speeding you don't have drugs, but you're just like I hope he doesn't notice I'm driving (laughs) 10 and 2, sitting upright, you know. (laughs) Well, as guarded as my father, as my mother is open. I mean, she'll say anything to anyone in any context. I was visiting them recently, and I met her at the bank, and she'd been talking to the bank teller for 15 minutes about really personal stuff, and I walked in right at the end, and all I heard her say was, and here he is now! And I was like, oh, no... (laughs) Disaster. She's a, she's a talker. And I love talking to my mom. You know, we'll talk on the phone for 15 minutes or two hours, but at the end of it, n- no matter what, she'll always say, one more thing. But it's rarely anything that deserves to be one more thing. It's always like, one more thing. Ellen from my swim class bought a rice cooker. Like, I don't know if that deserves to be one more thing, Mom. And, and long division, that's called a remainder. <laughs> You save up seventeen of those, we'll give you a conversation. Uh, she's a she's a talker, and I'm a talker. And that's why we always uh, drove my dad crazy. Whenever I, we would tell personal stories growing up, my father would say, "Hush." I'll give you an example. I was I was a terrible reader as a kid. We used to do these things in grade school in Massachusetts called SRA's. You guys have that, the Student Reading assignments. Yeah, and what they would do is they would post how many everyone had done. On the wall, which is a really good way to squash a child's self-esteem. I remember there was this girl in my class named Jamie Burson, and she finished 147 of these things before I finished two. And I distinctly remember thinking, I think I might be retarded. And, And then I looked at the wall, and I was like, oh yeah, I am. In retrospect, it seems so obvious that I just had some kind of ADD. I remember reading these books as a kid. You know, there were four rabbits, Mopsy, Flopsy, Cottontail, and Peter. And I was thinking, if you're going to name your rabbit Mopsy, are you really going to name the second one Flopsy? I mean, do you want everyone to hate you? And Peter's the only one who made it out okay in the naming process. He's like an investment banker now. He, he's like, I do not know those other rabbits. And they're like aren't you Peter Rabbit? He's like, no, I'm Peter Lippins. And he's tucking his ears into a baseball cap. And Anyway, while I was thinking about all that, the other kids read the book. So I had some kind of issue. And I remember one night I said to my dad at the dinner table, I said... I think I might be retarded. And, and my father said, hush. Which is one way to address a problem.
2: The hilarious Mike Burbiglia, His album is called Sleepwalk With Me, and it's now also a feature film, which is premiering at the Sundance Film Festival. You can find him online at burbigs.com. It's the Sound of Young America's best comedy of 2011 special. Let's get back to the comedy. Here's Amy Schumer with some stand-up from her album, Cutting.
0: So, uh, I don't know if, uh, if Deacon asked if anybody's celebrating anything, but I know that I don't care. I, I've got something really big going on. I finally just slept with my high school crush. Right? Thank you. Thank you, but now he, like, expects me to go to his graduation.
1: Uh, I'm busy. Really busy.
0: Uh, I know this shirt's a little weird. It kind of makes me look pregnant, but you know, dress for the job that you want. So. No, I don't want a baby. That's creepy. Uh, I don't know, I don't want kids or marriage yet. The only (laughs) ring I'm interested in is the ring, And I think it's because it fits like a glove. Um, I should though, you know? I'm like, I'm almost 30. But this is what I do for a living. I get wasted every night. I live like I'm in college. But my girlfriends are all living normal adult lives. So they call me and they're like, "Aim, I'm pregnant. And I'm like, what are you gonna do? (laughs) No! They're like, no, we own a home. Like, we've been trying. I'm like, I'll drive you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's the subject of my favorite reality show. I love that you're a teen mom. Or if you're from the South, mom. I, uh, They don't wait, right? Uh, did you see the new one this week? Cover your ears if you didn't. Spoiler alert. Turns out, this week, the guy wasn't ready to be a father. Can you believe it? He just made varsity. I can't believe it. Uh, So people, you know, they always just assume that I'm shallow, you know, because I'm so pretty. Uh, God, why'd you do it? But, uh... so hard. No, I'm okay. I know what I look like. Like, you'd me, but you wouldn't blog about it. I know what's happening. <laughs> Complaining at all, you know. Nobody's ever tweeted, you won't believe who I'm inside, but I do fine, you know.
1: <laughs>
0: Especially during summer, that's when I really bring it, but, uh... No, I'm not, I'm not shallow at all. I'm not, like, the guy I'm actually dating right now isn't even good-looking. You know, nobody's ever like, who's that? They're like, is he okay? Okay. <laughs> should we call someone? I'm like, no, that's his face. <laughs> so maybe we should call someone. <laughs> um, I don't know. I've, I've just never cared about stuff like that. You know? He's so rich that... I um, <laughs> doesn't come up. It's weird. I don't know. Can't hear him under the back, but... Uh, he... No, I'm kidding. He's cute. He is. He looks like one of the guys from the Hills... Have eyes. Um, <laughs> a lot of hot couples here tonight. You guys, how long? No, how long? Good for you, sir. Big, <laughs> great. These are sexy. You're hot. When did you get out? <laughs> Recently. What's your name? Don Diego. What? Don Diego? Don Diego? That's a lot of names. Your, your mom got greedy. That's a mouthful, that's sexy though. Where are you from? Denver? Okay, okay. See, Don Diego, and I feel ridiculous saying that, that's why... It's a hot name, but Denver, Like that's why they need Google in the delivery room, right? So when your mom was like, I'm gonna name him Don Diego, Google would show up and say, Did you mean Steve?
2: (laughs) Amy Schumer's album is called Cutting. Her website is amyschumer.com. Our next comedians are the identical twins, Jay and Randy Sklar, the Sklar brothers. Uh, They both have young kids, and, you know, I just had a baby myself. And sometimes... I think the lesson that we learn from this Is that sometimes When you're dealing with babies and small children It's best to just Kind of turn your brain off Let's listen to this track From the Sklar Brothers album Henderson's and Daughters
8: It starts even with the nursery rhymes My son's two There's a nursery rhyme that I read to him That I cannot stand Five little monkeys jumping on the bed We all know it Five little monkeys jumping on the bed One fell off and bumped his head Mama called the doctor And the doctor said (laughs) Everyone knows it. It's international and everyone accepts it like hey this And it makes sense to you when you hear it. Unless you think about it from the perspective of the doctor who's getting the same phone call from this crazy lady who somehow is allowed to have monkeys in her house. Somehow. Over and over again. You, just think of it from the perspective of the doctor. He's five, getting this call. Five little monkeys jumping on the bed. One fell off and bumped his head. Mama called the doctor and the doctor said, Uh, it's the weekend. I am with my family. Uh, and that's not really a medical question. So I guess I would say don't have the monkeys jump on the bed. That's my non-medical advice that you're bothering me with on the weekend. And don't call me anymore. Four little monkeys jumping on the bed. One fell off and bumped his head. Mama called the doctor and the doctor said... Seriously? It's been two fuck seconds since the last time you called me. (laughs) With the exact same question. Don't have the monkeys jump on the bed. I'm still with my family. It's still the weekend. Still don't call me. Three little monkeys jumping on the bed. One fell off and bumped his head. Mama called the doctor and the doctor said... I'm going to write you a prescription for Paxil because I don't know if there are monkeys... (laughs) I don't even know if there's a bed right now. <laughs> you might be hallucinating. Maybe you're having a psychotic break. I just know that you're not stable. And I'd like you to stop calling me. <laughs> Two little monkeys jumping on the bed. One fell off and bumped his head. Mama called the doctor and the doctor said, I hope they all jump off the bed. I hope they all fuck bump their head. Uh, I hope one of them goes crazy, rips your face off, and I Google it. That's how much... Because I will lay down some Google alerts on that shit. (laughs) Let me know when her face is off. (laughs) My daughter, who's almost six, I feel like she understands that we do comedy. She gets it. She gets it. And so at night sometimes when she can't fall asleep, she'll have me come in and write jokes with her to get her to go to sleep, which I don't know if you've ever written a joke for a a five-and-a-half, six-year-old. It can't be that edgy. Uh, Can't be that dirty. (laughs) And it can't be funny. <laughs> it's basically like writing for Jay Leno. It's pretty so much, so, uh, yeah. you know, if you will. Uh... It is. Truth hurts, doesn't it? Yeah. Zoom. My daughter's a lot like Zoom. My daughter is a lot like Jay Leno. I mean, she craves attention, she, she wears a lot of denim shirts. Yes, she uh... does. She loves crazy cars. Yeah. And my daughter, like Jay Leno, has no business hosting The Tonight Show. So yeah, there we that's. Go. What? That's more her fault. She can't do an opening monologue, all right? <laughs> yeah, you know. So Jay gets mad at me when I write jokes with I get daughter. angry at Randy because, well, I'll be honest with you guys. We only have so much creative joke-writing juice in our tank every day. And I'm mad that he's using some of that creative juice to write jokes that we'll never be able to do on the stage. So I said, let's do something about it, right? Lift up the curtain on the wizard. Randy's going to tell you a joke uh, that he wrote with his daughter. And then I will try and doctor it up so it's appropriate (laughs) for a stand-up stage. Here's a joke my daughter and I wrote together. Uh, Why was the bagel standing outside of his house crying? Why was the bagel standing outside of his house crying? Because someone had changed all his locks. Good for Leno, right? right? Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Here's the other joke I wrote with her. Uh, what do you call a quilt that no one wants to sleep on? What do you call a quilt that no one wants to sleep on? A quont. <laughs> Not a bad joke, right? Hey, that shit kills at preschools. It you does, should know that. Right? Milk through the nose okay. on everybody. All right, I got it. I got the better one. What do you call a quilt that's been slept on 20,000 times? What? Quilt Chamberlain. Boom! (laughs) Nice. Also would have accepted the AIDS quilt. There Uh, you go. uh, That is awesome. Guys, TiVo's not here. Relax. Relax. Everything's cool. (laughs)
2: Jason and Randy Sklar, the Sklar Brothers. Their new album is called Henderson's and Daughters, and you can find it online at supersklars.com. They also host Sklarbro Country, where you can actually find me once a month or so as their fantasy sports expert. Although I am not an expert on actual fantasy sports. When we come back, we'll have more of the best comedy of 2011, including Rob Bedeker and Karen Kolgareff of Mr. Show. It's The Sound of Young America from MaximumFun.org and PRI, Public Radio International. Starting in 2012, The Sound of Young America will become Bullseye. The same great content, the same great signposts to what's good in popular culture, but now with a name that you're not embarrassed to say out loud. So, The Sound of Young America, Bullseye, starting in 2012. Once again, MaximumFun.org and Bullseye are proud to partner with the SF Sketch Fest, our favorite comedy festival in the entire world. On Saturday, January 21st, at Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco, we'll be presenting An Afternoon with Eagle Heart featuring Chris Elliott, along with Brett Gelman, Maria Thayer, and Andy Blitz, and show creators Michael Komen, Andrew Weinberg, and co-executive producer Jason Woliner, in a lively and humorous panel. And on Friday, January 20th, at Cobb's Comedy Club, we'll present John Hodgman, An Evening of My Expertise. It's An Evening with John Hodgman, contributor to The Daily Show, former guest host of this program, host of the Judge John Hodgman podcast, and of course, best-selling author of The Areas of My Expertise, More Information Than You Require, and the recently released That Is All. You can find information about these fantastic shows at MaximumFun.org and more information about the SF Sketch Fest online at sfsketchfest.com. It's The Sound of Young America. I'm Jesse Thorne. This week on the program, it's our favorite comedy from 2011. I am joined now, a very special treat on the line by Rob Bedeker, a freelance writer out of the Bay Area, a regular contributor to The Sound of Young America. Rob, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Jesse. So, what I have been told by uh, my producer, Julia, is is that you are here on the show this week to share some really remarkable audio tape.
9: Maybe you could tell us what it is. Sure, this is a tape of a, a major lecture I delivered in the subject of chemistry at Caltech University, the famous, uh, famous academy in, in Pasadena.
2: I guess I just knew you as a, um, you know, like a freelance writer. I, I didn't re- even realize you were interested in
9: chemistry. I didn't either. I don't know anything about it beyond what I learned in chemistry in high school, and I didn't even pass that class.
2: How did it come to pass that a, a man with a, a middle school education in chemistry came to deliver this, this lecture in, in, in front of the
9: most prestigious science school in the country? Well, that's the, one of the first questions I get, and it, it really was luck. I mean, it's its probably like some of the famous discoveries you hear, you know, the guy that discovered the, the bunny rabbit or the guy that made two cars get hooked together, uh, you know, that kind of thing.
2: So did you just happen upon this lecture hall?
9: Sort of. I was uh, eating some nachos at a near the Jamba Juice next to the place on Pasadena Ave, the big, whatever the big street that goes down there, up to the observatory at Caltech. And this guy runs up to me and uh, asks me urgently to deliver this uh, huge lecture. I mean, this is a quite a prestigious lecture. And the guy dropped out that was supposed to do the lecture. It was 10 till noon. The, the lecture started at noon. I didn't have time to think. And next thing I know, I'm in this, lecture hall full of Nobel laureates uh, preparing to talk about chemistry.
2: I've heard that this is just an absolutely powerful lecture that you delivered. I mean, just a classic example of someone stepping up to the plate and hitting a home run. So I'm really excited to hear this tape. Um, Let's go to the tape. Rob Bedeker uh,
9: delivering the... What was the name of this lecture again? The... Um, the Gray L. Speeman Memorial Lecture in Chemistry.
2: At Caltech University in Pasadena, California.
9: Good morning. What is chemistry? Chemistry is the study of atoms and how molecules work. Molecules are the tiniest part of the universe, not counting atoms. There are supposedly even smaller particles... but the jury is still out on those. Imagine the smallest thing your eye can see, such as a miniature golf ball. Then, imagine that this ball was a million times smaller. Then, push further into your imagination of how small things can be. This will give you some idea of of what we're dealing with. Ten to the negative... Mr. Bedeker? What? A question... Please, hold your remarks until the end. Yeah. What are the other key takeaways about this incredible topic, chemistry? How about neutrons, protons, electrons? They're all swirling around the, uh, the, the base station. They're forming a sort of swirling uh, shape that looks like a computer company's logo.
1: <clears throat>
9: now, let's not forget the periodic table. All the elements are on it, arranged in uh, rows what's an element? Essentially it's a molecule, but one that has been given special status by the powers that be. It's it's very political. Silver, gold, you name it. You you'd recognize a lot of the elements on the table. Now, does anyone know what element is number 1 on the periodic table? Gold?
8: It's hydrogen. <laughs>
9: no. No. And most likely it's water, H2O, the building block of life. Let's say you take a normal slice of turkey from the grocery store and cut it in half with some scissors. Now, there's an empty space where the scissors cut it. Did the turkey molecules disappear? No. No, they didn't. No, no one can destroy matter, not even Mr. McCollin. It simply goes somewhere else. In this case, the turkey atoms could have been smushed more tightly to nearby turkey molecules, making space for the scissors. In order to truly explain what happened, you would have to have the knowledge to make an atomic bomb. These days, that kind of knowledge can get you fired from your job. Case in point, Mr. McCollin, who is no longer a high school chemistry teacher, but is now driving a super shuttle. One last point, cold fusion. It's basically bull- <laughs> but dare to dream is the attitude a lot of mavericks take toward it and best wishes to them. I'd like to leave you with a few words of wisdom. A body at rest stays at rest. But now we're getting into physics. For that, you'll just have to wait for my next lecture. Thank you.
2: Rob, that was a really amazing explanation of I mean, gosh, just about everything. Thank you so much for sharing it with us.
9: Well, thanks for giving me the opportunity to share, Jesse. Rob Bedeker is a freelance writer. You can find him
2: online at robbedeker.tumblr.com. We're taking a listen to some of our favorite comedy recordings of 2011 this week on The Sound of Young America. Next up, one of our favorite comedians of all time a favorite guest on The Sound of Young America for many, many years, the great Pat Oswalt. He's got a brand new album this year called Finest Hour. And he is a man who uh, values his privacy or, or at least a, a very specific slice of his privacy.
10: That's why I hope that if the FBI or the CIA, I just hope they never bug my car. Bug my, put a microphone in my house, my office, I don't care. Don't bug my car when I'm driving alone. The stuff that comes out of my head when I'm bored. My, car. if my car has ever been bugged, they've never taken that microphone out. I am the CIA's Christmas party every year. And they're like, we have another Oswald. Here we go. Just hours of me just sitting there going, I said to. to Driving around. I'm on my back. There's a lot of Mexicans out today. A lot of Mexicans in my way.
3: I like tacos.
10: Oh, I got the cutest little puppy in the world. Yes, I do. He's a little sweetie and he's waiting at home And he's on a bed and play with a boat Send an APB to the Burbank Cops There's a thief made of cinnamon and lemon drops He's covered in fur from his nose to his feet He's a crazy to man to the Lincoln Street All day alone in my car. It's pathetic. Pathetic! <laughs> Guys, make the eggnog. We got another hour of Oswald. <laughs> he sings all of Abba Gold on this one. It's horrifying. <laughs> and Seeger's playing on the radio. He sings over it. It's insane. <laughs> Gotta lose some goddamn weight once and for all. I'll never do it, but I'm going to every every album I do now from now on I was going to go, I got to lose some weight, man. I gotta. 10 albums now, I'm going to come out here in a rascal scooter. Think, I got to lose some weight. This time I'm going to do it. I knew I had to, I I know I got to do something because my my two year old daughter loves to do these little dance parties where I'll play music all through the house. And it's not like that kiddie stuff either. It's whatever I'm listening to. She loves it. Pixies and Beatles. Doesn't matter. And she'll dance. She likes it. Wee! Does she'll dance. And I'll go, yeah, dance party. And we'll start dancing. And she's a rocket. She can just dance forever. And and I'm good for ninety seconds. I'll be like, Yeah. And then I gotta go, just keep dancing, there you go. And I'll I'll lean against the wall. It's almost like... I don't know if anyone remembers when Axl Rose came out on the VMAs a few years ago for the (laughs) Guns N' Roses reunion. And Axl Rose was a slinky, you know, serpenty rock god. And then after kind of kicking everyone out of the band, he sort of gained the equivalent of Duff McKagan. Like, he kind (laughs) of... He basically put on one of his other band members in weight equivalent, and he made the mistake. Like, they had, like... His microphone was out in the middle of the stage, but he made... The mistake of running from the edge of the stage all the way out to the center mic to start singing Welcome to the Jungle, remember that? And he ran way too fast. And he basically did, he did like what I would do if I was doing. He comes running out, going to like, yeah, I to the rose. He's like, Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> But the problem is, it's just the damn meetings to go lose weight. I was in Weight Watchers for a while. I went to Weight Watchers, and it's a great organization. But you know what? Carbs and sugar doesn't have a William S. Burroughs or a Keith Richards. We don't have... All my, all my alcoholic, drug addict friends, their meetings are awesome and dark and compelling. Yeah, I, I T-boned a school bus and I had to flee to Mexico. And then that's when i like, wow. And all the Weight Watchers meetings were, well, number one, I had Doritos for breakfast again. And, uh, but I decided to forgive myself and I put it in my points counter and then I went to a friend's pool party And I said, damn it, I'm going to swim. And I got in the pool, and it doesn't matter how I look, and I was very cool with myself, but they had pie. And I realized I subconsciously cut a huge slice of pie and left it beside the pool so I could swim up to it and take a bite every now and then. And I said, hey, I'm swimming towards pie! and hearing myself say that stuff really was like I can't do this this is horrible I need I need one there's gotta be one dark creepy Hubert Selby Jr. weight loss story like yeah I was I was living with this obese 13 year old prostitute down in Juarez and we ripped off a drugstore and used the money to buy nine boxes of hard pretzels (laughs) Not that Snyder shit for squares. (laughs) we binged out for about five days, and on the sixth morning I woke up, she was gone, and she'd stolen that stash of Ritz crackers I'd hid in the mattress. (laughs) And that's when I looked in the mirror and told myself, it's time to start swimming away from pie. Patton Oswalt. His
2: new album is called Finest Hour. You can find him online at PattonOswalt.com and in theaters right now in the movie Young Adult. We're just about done with our best comedy of 2011 special. It has been a real blast to share all these amazing people with you. Our last performer is one of my all-time favorites. Uh, She was head writer for The Ellen Show. Um, She was a writer and performer on Mr. Show with Bob and David on HBO And her EP is called Behind You. Her name is Karen Kilgareth. And uh, here's a song from that EP. It's called Jesus Walks.
5: Jesus walks and he runs and he
1: flies.
5: He can harness the wind. He's in charge of lives and dies He has open wounds And his heart's on fire He can see us right now He is watching
1: us
2: Her EP is called Behind You. You can find her online at KarenKilgareth.com. That's our time for another Sound of Young America program. I have been your host, Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. The show produced by Speaking Into Microphones. Our producer, Julia Smith. Special producer for this week's program, Colin Walzak. Thanks to Colin for pulling all of the tracks for this week's program. Our editor, Nick White. When we speak to you this time next week, it will be as Bullseye. We're changing the name of the program. We're looking forward to it. We've got all kinds of exciting stuff lined up for you. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your many years of support. I hope that we can count on you for many years more with our new name. I'm excited about it. I hope you will be too. I don't know why you would be excited about it. That seems like a lot to ask. I mean, it's my job. It's just a thing that you listen to. Anyway. Maybe you'll be excited about it. If you are, God bless you. Anyway, we'll see you next year. And before I go, remember, all great radio hosts have a signature sign-off. I'm Jesse Thorne.